Hey guys, it's Sasha from Family Financial Feuds. So we've been doing this podcast thing for a while now, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear about your favorites, your family financial feuds, and more. So if you could go check out our listener survey, you can go to go.illinois.edu slash FFF underscore listener survey. Again, it's go.illinois.edu slash FFF underscore listener survey. You can also check out the link in our show notes or on our social channels on Twitter. You can find Kathy at More Than Coupons. You can find Kamaya at Save Fearlessly or me at Pennies for Pigs. And that's Pennies, the number four, and Pigs. You can also check us out on Facebook and find that link there as well. We love to hear from you. We're looking forward to it. Welcome to Family Financial Feuds from University of Illinois Extension. Hi, this is Kathy Sweetler, consumer economics educator, and I'm so excited to have a chance to have this conversation about kids and money and values and developing skills. And I'm joined by my two colleagues, um, Kamaya Wallace-Bashard and Sasha Grobenstetter. How are you both today? Good. I'm good. We're good. I'm excited about this topic. Very excited about this topic. Mm-hmm. I think it's one that's like dear to our hearts, right? Mm-hmm. We've all have children and children in our lives that aren't even mm-hmm. our children that we are concerned about, like passing on information about money. Absolutely. So what kinds of things are like just priorities for you in terms of like, what do you, when you're trying to talk to your kids, give me like a little bit of information about what are you trying to tell your kids about money? So a big piece has to do with kind of like where money comes from, right? So that's like a basic thing. And I have a seven-year-old and we also have a 14-year-old at home. You know, the 14-year-old, they know everything already, right? So she knows a lot. (laughs) But like for the seven-year-old, when we have conversations about like her allowance Mm -hmm. and wanting to buy things on Amazon now, I'm like, what is happening there? So we have conversation about like how you earn money. And so where does this money come from in order for us to get it in order for you to get an allowance so that you can buy the latest pony thing with grandma on Amazon. So we have conversations (laughs) like that. All right. So, Seisha, your little guy's littler. He's littler. He's three and a half. So your conversations probably sound a little different. Yeah. So right now we um, started working on an allowance every week. So he has to do two things every day. He has to make his bed and brush his teeth. And then brush his teeth at night, obviously, because <laughs> that's weird. And um, he gets like a dollar every week right now. So, like, we're talking about, like, what is money? Again, where does it come from? Um thinking about those things like how do we save for a small goal because you know like my husband has all these like toys invested mm-hmm. and he's like well this one like we did it the other day and he was like marcus had ten dollars and because kyle was like here you can either have this for ten dollars or this for five dollars mm-hmm. and like he didn't understand so like, we're just teaching him just the, the price like, differences yeah. and things like yeah. that yeah the whole idea of value mm-hmm. on dollar mm-hmm. value and things yeah mm-hmm. So my sons are, are older, but looking thinking back onto when they were like in grammar, grammar school or middle school, I know we were really moving into that idea of like, if you know, prioritizing an opportunity cost mm-hmm. of like, if I spend my dollars on this, then I'm not going to have money to spend on this. Right. And um, so that was, I just remember a lot of conversations around that topic. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that is as concerned adults, whether they're your children or your grandkids or mm-hmm. friends of friends or whatever, that we, we think about things like, what skills do we want young mm-hmm. adults to have when they grow or young children to have when they grow up? And mm-hmm. then also how to transfer our values, yeah. because we all have our own personal values about how, how we think people should, ma- how we think 
I should manage my money and what I should do with it. And it's not always the same from place to place. And I think that's okay. But it's also, I do remember having conversations with my sons about why one family might spend money on something, but we weren't spending money on that. And it wasn't necessarily about who had the dollars, but how we chose to use our dollars. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely a values thing. And I was comfortable saying to my sons, well, my values are just different. This is in our family. This is how we do it. But it's okay that another family does it differently. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the ways that I loved having these kind of conversations with my children was through books, through storybooks. I love books. And they're so beautiful. Like There's just so many wonderful books out there. So we thought today for our podcast, we would take a look at some of those key ideas and concepts that... um, Many different educators, but including the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, have put out as key concepts for youth to learn about. Mm -hmm. And then look at some of the books that we enjoy and how do they um, really help us help our children work towards those key ideas. So are we both all on top of that? We are. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) here we go. Um, well, I guess I'll kick it off by one of the key concepts is helping um, kids think about setting goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really, actually, Seisha, you already mentioned, uh, you know, there's a way of doing that where you get allowance and mm-hmm. then you have that. So that's a piece of it. Um, and I think it's one of those things that we probably need many years to work on. That. <laughs> we we might, teach about it now. We, yes, we might adults. not be ready to uh-huh. go by kindergarten, but anyway. <laughs> but one of the books that I just so enjoy um, that really is about setting goals is called My Rose and Piles of Coins. And I think what at first attracted me to this book, honestly, well, when it has money on the cover, which I always like, Mm -hmm. but it also has just beautiful artwork in it. Mm -hmm. So that is always a plus to me. And in the story, there's a little boy who lives in Tanzania. 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 Thank you. (laughs) And um, he wants to buy a bicycle so he can help go to the market. Um, And he has to save his coins that he earns. And so he has this goal. And then he starts working towards it. And that's what the story is about. And I think it's just a great opening to talking about like, you know, well, lots of young children want to save for a bicycle. And but what, you know, maybe your child does or doesn't. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what would you like to save for? And how does this work? And what's the process? And Mm -hmm. it was just a nice way to bring that topic up. Yeah. And I like this, too, because, you know, even going back to the idea of like goal setting, and thinking about mm-hmm. even as adults, we struggle with that, as we just laughed oh, yeah. about a little bit. But for kids, um, working with them to get to a place where they know what they want, so they mm-hmm. can picture it, right? Mm-hmm. They can see it with their mind. They're like, okay, I can totally see that bicycle. I know what color it's going to be. I know where I'm going to ride that bicycle to. So they have yeah. like this picture in their mind. So the goal setting piece is just to help them get to that place where they actually have it. Um, And for us in my household, a big part of that is, you know, you can write it down or you could draw it. We get out like poster boards Mm. where we have um, the girls just write things on there. Like a vision board. Yes, kind of like a vision board. So just like really creative ways in how they can start on the goal setting because the money is the important part, yes, but Mm -hmm. also having like those other pieces that they get excited about is going to help with the motivation to say, oh, I am getting my allowance next month and I really don't want to use it because I have this really cool thing that I want to get. Or it's my birthday and I know grandma 
grandma is going to send me like a $10 and I want to put away that $10. Mm-hmm. And so when they have like that visual aid and the constant reminder, because, you know, they're kids, they're going to, they're not going to forget what they want. They're going to constantly remind you. Yeah. So having like that visual piece can be helpful as well. And it can maybe help the, the impulsivity as well. Yeah. Like instead of being like, oh, I have $10 to spend wherever I actually am saving up for mm-hmm. a pony. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and, it, and I think, again, it's, you know, when we start talking about things like opportunity costs, it gives us as a parent to give mm-hmm. that feedback. Like, mm-hmm. well, you know, you, you said you want, you had this goal, mm-hmm. but now you want this. Which one do you want to focus on today? And yes. it's so, for me, it was okay when my sons would switch their goals and say, that's true, that is my goal, but I, right now, I'm going to do this. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's, there's your learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that could be different in different places. Yeah. All right. What other concepts um, do we want to talk about today? So an- another concept that I um, really enjoy talking about is making decisions, mm-hmm. especially because I do have a three-and-a-half-year-old. <laughs> so sometimes making a decision can be very difficult, yes. um, especially when he's upset or he needs to be doing one thing or the other. Um, I always give him choices, and I'm, like, hoping that he makes the right choice, right? (laughs) Um, But making decisions can be hard, especially with money. And so I think just in general making decisions, but also making decisions wise with his money. Like, I was kind of slightly disappointed that he took the $10 toy instead of the $5 toy because he could have kept that $5 for something else. Mm -hmm. And I was, like... It's like nudging Kyle. It's like, no, 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 give him, make him get this little one. Like, and so, you know, it's just something to think about when we're talking about making decisions. So the story that I think really can show that is Alexander, who used to be rich last Sunday. That's a hilarious book. It is it's hilarious. one of my favorite books of <laughs> all time. been around for a while. And Marcus actually really likes this. Uh. He loves this book. My son loves this book. And um, he just thinks it's really funny, all the different things that Alexander has to go through. But basically, he gets a dollar, and he thinks he's super rich, and he just keeps spending it on things. And at the end of the week, he doesn't really have anything. His money starts to disappear, and at the end, he's got some bus tokens. So it's a good d- way to like look at all the decisions he's making and like have your kids look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just, it's done with such wonderful humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it takes away some of the pain of losing all his money. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it just is just, I think, and like you said, I've read that story to many children, and they, mm-hmm. they get it. Mm-hmm. They, it. They can really see well, how going, those decisions are just adding up or yeah. deducting. Well, even mm-hmm. going back to opportunity costs, like, just making a decision between like, am I going to save that money or am I going to spend it today and then feel bad about it later because I have this goal. So like they're all kind of interconnected. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think another big concept too that comes across comes across in a lot of these stories is savings. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite books um, is A Chair for My Mother. And in this story, it tells of a little girl, her mom and grandma, who lost their home or, or all their furniture in their home due to fire so they it mm-hmm. talks about like how the community rallied around them and helped get them back on their feet but she noticed that her mom would be so tired when she comes home every day mm-hmm. so she wanted to do something nice for her mom so her mom waitresses and the little girl decides that she was going to fill up a savings jar so you know her mom would give her like quarters or her grandmother would give her quarters or she'll do like little chores where she gets some coins and she just kept adding to that jar mm-hmm. um, until it was full and her mom took her to the bank to get like the paper notes so it's like this story has like a lot of really really great pieces in there about um, the diligence that she had to do to save 
and to do something nice for her mom. And the chair ended up being such a comfort to them and all three members of the household use the chair. And it's just like one of those stories that shows how she took the time to um, do like that saving speech. So mm-hmm. even when she got this like, you know, maybe like some pennies, like she doesn't spend those. She just put them in the jar and she continued to add it. And then her mom kind of showed her a little bit about how, you know, you um, would take that all the coins to the bank and how mm-hmm. you would get money for that. But it's just like one of those really good stories that shows um, a lot of things relating to like that community get togetherness, mm-hmm. uh, just caring and sharing and learning how to uh, think about others. So that is, that's a big yeah. part of that story as well, too. So this was a big deal for her, wanting to do something nice for her mom. That's really yeah. I think when I think about that story, too, there's a real sense of like earning in that book, too. Even yes. though that's not the focus, mm-hmm. I agree it's the focus of saving. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. about we're, we're working hard mm-hmm. and that's how we're taking th- care of things, but we don't. But we're also willing to ask others for help and, yes. and help others when they need it. So it's just a great blend of values in mm-hmm. there yes. as well as, you know, that definitely the saving message is the, yeah, the strong absolutely. one. I think. I, you are absolutely right. Because even when I do it with like some of the smaller kids that I work with, we talk about the fact that at her mom's job, this little girl is able to refill the ketchup jars and the mustard and the mom's boss will pay her like you know, a couple quarters for doing that mm-hmm. that little piece. So that was her way of earning money as well, too, to contribute to, like, the purchase of that chair. So, yeah, you're oh, absolutely right about the so earning cute. piece. Cool. Love Wonderful. Like, I just want to add in one piece about, like, I like that she did something nice for her mother mm-hmm. later on. And I think about... Um, these examples of moms going on dates with their sons yeah. and like the sons pay for dinner whether it's just like easy simple cheap food mm-hmm. that they just go enjoy together or even like the daughters you know being taken out by their dads and like being shown you know it's, it's nice to be treated a certain mm-hmm. way by certain people mm-hmm. so especially yeah. their family members yeah. lots yeah. lots of value in reading these stories and a lot of values mm-hmm. that come out of them so mm-hmm. and that's probably one of those things that if you are looking for books for your own children that you might want to you know preview these and yeah. sometimes we want to read books that really mirror our values mm-hmm. and what's important to us without money skills sometimes it's a good challenge to read one out loud to your child that maybe doesn't match your values exactly <laughs> and that's a good way to have a conversation right. about how we have different values. And, you know, we are called Family Financial Feuds Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we, talk, we talk about how there's conflict sometimes around these things. And all values aren't similar from one person to the next. Mm-hmm. And obviously, neither are financial habits. Um, so, you know, that may, uh, uh, when you've got conflict in a family around habits or values, um, a story might be a way to have a, con- you know, to begin that conversation and kind of bring it on the open that you might see, you know, that I manage money in one way and this other person in our household manages money different mm-hmm. ways. So how do we work this out as a household? I still think it goes back down to even talking about like money scripts and money personalities. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, you should go back and listen to it from season one. Uh, but we, you know, looking at like even just like my husband versus me, like our, what our values were growing up with money and then like mm-hmm. what values are we teaching our child and I think that we have to be really mindful of those things as well. So, like, that's hard when you combine finances mm-hmm. for the first time and then you have a child and you're like, well, what do we tell them about how much we make? Yeah. Or, like, what do we do? So it's really interesting. 
It is. And this, when you sit down with a child and you read about something, money or another topic, I think the, the beautiful part is it opens, gives them an opportunity to ask you questions. Mm-hmm. There could be things that come out that's been worrying them, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and they didn't have that space to ask you a question about it. Yeah. But this is a way to kind of give them some space to ask you questions about, do we have enough money or how do things get paid for? What happens if? Mm-hmm. Um, and those are important moments. I agree. Wow. Agreed. All right. So we're moving on. Maybe we can hit a couple more key ideas today. Um, I think another one that comes up a lot in stories is this idea of sharing and borrowing. And again, you know, a lot of values around those topics. Um, and one of the stories that I enjoy is called Sam and the Lucky Money. And this one is focused on a little boy. Again, do we have some stories about little girls, people? <laughs> my chair. The chair for my mom. Yeah. Okay, girl. good. good. <laughs> um, and he receives $4 for Chinese New Year's and gets to go. He thinks it's so much money. And then he goes out shopping with his mom. And then at some point in the story, he's not feeling like it's so much money. He can't buy the things he wants to buy. It's mm-hmm. not quite enough. Um, and then at the end, as he's walking in the streets in Chinatown and looking for things to buy, he's been passing somebody on the street who doesn't have any shoes that's Aww. homeless, I know, but a reality for many people in, yeah. in cities. And um, he decides to give his money um, to the homeless um, gentleman. So, so it's a really, wow. you know, there's, again, a, um, I feel like it's very clear this is a story about prioritizing, about sharing, and, and values, and um, again, just a nice way to introduce that concept and, and talk about it. Yeah. So. I have another story that I really like, too. It goes into, like, the Sharon piece, and this story is called Those Shoes. And in this story, we have Jeremy, one of our main character in this story. And, you know, his shoes are getting old, and he kind of have an idea of the type of shoes that he wants because all the cool kids at school has the shoes. And this is a must-have, right? So Jeremy really wants the shoes. Mm -hmm. Jeremy lives with his grandmother, and his grandmother is saving to buy him some new pair of boots because winter is coming around the corner soon. But Jeremy do want, like, these nice, really cool kicks. Mm -hmm. And so Jeremy's (laughs) shoes uh, ends up um, coming apart while he was on the playground, and so he had to borrow some other shoes from school. And he was just not happy because they look like, you know, younger kids' shoes, and he just wanted, like, those cool shoes that he saw. Mm -hmm. So the story just talked a little bit about like how um, him and his grandmother did like comparison shopping so that's those are other concepts that comes out of this too so going to like the shoe store versus the thrift store and trying to find the right shoes and Jeremy found some of the shoes that he does like but those ended up being smaller so Mm -hmm. he had to give the smaller pair to a classmate who had even um, worse shoes than he had before so he was able to share with his classmates his grandma helping with that comparison shop piece and the story just goes into his grandma buying him like his winter boots which he actually needed not like the 
um, other shoes that all the oh, other yeah, kids have. Yeah. So it goes into like the needs versus wants. So a mm -hmm. lot of different themes come out of all of these books, which we I know we all really care and love, care about and love. But um, some very important concept that comes out of that. So Jeremy learns a little bit about like what the needs versus wants was, mm -hmm. and knowing that yes, I'm going to need these warmer boots because there's about to be a lot of snow outside. Yes. Um, and he worked worked it out with his grandma, and mm -hmm. he was able to make friends with this classmates that he shared with. It's actually one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, I've read this to my son many times. It's like mm -hmm. one of his favorites of the uh, of the series of books. And he every time he sees it, he's like, I want to read the shoe book. I want to read the shoe book. <laughs> nice. And I, I really hope that some of these things that you just talked about, mm -hmm. the knees versus wants, the sharing and borrowing, mm -hmm. comparison shopping, those things are kind of maybe starting to translate in his mind that he mm -hmm. can start to understand. Um, my son already has like a lot of empathy, but I feel like this is an, yeah. another piece where he can see that empathy as well. Cause like the little boy whose other shoes are broken, mm -hmm. you know, Jeremy has like a real like push and pull back about yeah. like, should I give him the shoes? Yeah. Should I not give him the shoes? Like these don't fit me. Why do I need them if they don't fit? And like, mm -hmm. you see like this internal struggle. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a one of my, one of my favorites. And it's, it's such, it's from such a kid perspective too. Yes, it That's is. That's what I love because just what Stacia was saying, like he was having like this internal debate right. on whether or not he should share. And it's absolutely natural and normal for mm -hmm. kids to feel that way because they're learning a lot of different things about themselves and about like their environment. And does it matter if I'm the one who gives this person something yeah. or, you know, so they're learning a lot about themselves as well too and giving them room to make mistakes, yes. right? Yeah. So if it's, if it's hard for them to give something up, like a favorite toy that no longer works for them, it, it is hard, but it is, yeah, yeah. helping them through that. And I think that, you know, one of the things, too, about these books is you're saying, you know, it's hard to make the decision about giving up or what do I share. I think adults struggle with this one, too. <laughs> uh, I'm not so sure, again, that I've got this one figured out by kindergarten, but, um, Dang it. you know, and, and again, as we talk about conflict, one, you know, I think by reading these stories, it kind of puts us back in that place of thinking about like, well, I'm sharing this with my child, but what am I doing? You know, mm -hmm. like how am I, I, am I practicing these values? Am I yeah. practicing these values? Am I practicing these skills? Am I practicing them in a place they can see them? Yeah. Because that's another thing is like, maybe we are um, gifting money, but do they see that? Yeah. I mean, it has, it's right. not concrete, right? right? Mm -hmm. So these are things, again, that have a real family perspective as well as a child. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think we got time for at least one more example here. Yeah. And I know one of the things that we talked about, like, and and the research out of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and other people, it relates to this idea of how do we solve problems? Because if yes. we can learn that mm -hmm. skill as a child, we can transfer that forward, like comparing, shopping, and yeah. things. Yeah, but just, you know, like when problems come up, that um, they're finding better ways to like solve the issue. And so, in the book Count on Pablo, uh, there is a little boy who is working with his uh, abuela. And they are actually counting, um, oh, they're picking stuff from her garden, and she's actually going to take it to the farmer's market. And he, so he's helping her count all the produce. And so he starts with limes, and then he goes to, or he starts with, and then cilantro, and then there's onions, and then lastly, tomatoes. Um, and so they take him to the market, and he, they realize that, you know, their produce isn't selling, and they can't mm -hmm. figure out why. So like the big problem-solving piece here was that, uh, Pablo decided to make salsa 
And so he bought um, from the other vendors, he bought a bowl from one of the other vendors, and I think he bought like a knife from one of the other vendors, and they just put all the ingredients together, and that actually sold all their produce for the day. So it was wow. like a great piece to like show how he solved the problem mm -hmm. to help Abuela not only make income, but also get rid of the produce mm -hmm. that was probably... Um, you know, ready to get off the shelves. So it was, it's a great one. They also count in this book and that, that's really like nice for me because I am, you know, teaching my son to count, mm -hmm. you know, cause he's only three and a half. So like sometimes he kind of struggles with like the yeah. teens, like he yeah. can get one through 10 pretty good, but like somewhere around like 14, he says like 14, three or four times. And then we get to like 17. I'm like, well, at least it, like he's got it. <laughs> so, you know, but they even count by tens and twenties and twos. And I just think it's a, it's a nice, or even by fives, um, yeah. just a nice way to like help them understand a little bit better. So it's a good mm -hmm. one. Uh, it also makes me very hungry for salsa. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing all these books have just these wonderful themes in of themselves mm -hmm. and the fact that they share our values and talk about money skills are kind of just like a like, like I, you know like uh, I don't know whipped cream on top of your ice cream or something it's like just this extra mm -hmm. little thing that makes like the it sprinkles in the or the cherry, sprinkles huh? and the cherry right that just make it so wonderful to um, have an opportunity to share it with our kids and so we wanna, when we're talking about these, we want to let you know that there's ways that you can share these books um, with your children. And the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has put together these wonderful parent reading guides that go along with, I don't know now, they must be up to about 20 books that they've done them for. That's quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, the books yeah. have gone up. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of them. And um, so you can find these reading guides online at consumerfinance.gov backslash money as you grow. So that's consumerfinance.gov backslash money as you grow. And each of the books um, kind of covers some of the key ideas, some suggestions for reading them, and they even have activities at the end that are kind mm -hmm. of fun if you wanted to take it another step beyond the book. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would suggest, you know, you can look at your library for these books. You can get the parent reading guides from either online. Your library might have them. Mm -hmm. You're, you might talk to one of us. We would mm -hmm. might have one. Yeah. Um, but they're out there, and they can be really helpful when you're trying to teach your children about money, I think. Yeah. And I think you can also see if, you know, you can start to request these from the library because this, this is a part of, like, the American Library Association and that they really want the, the books to be taken from the library and these parent guides being used together in, in cohesion with the library system. So um, if your library doesn't have it, please ask them because I think that it's a great program. Yes. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I really love this topic. We have covered a lot on kids before as well, too. We have a podcast that we did that was last year, correct? Mm -hmm. Season one. Yes, so kids and money. So if you want to know more, so for this podcast, we focus a lot on like the storytelling piece and the concept that comes out of like the books, but we also have a lot more on kids and money where we bring in a lot of research that, um, that relates to like building like financial literacy in kids. So check out our podcast podcast from last year that it's on kids and money yep all thanks right. for joining us yeah both of you this has been a lot of fun i think yes i, I agree like all right thanks bye. everybody bye Thanks for listening to Family Financial Feuds. If you'd like to learn more about the educators, Extension in Illinois, or just personal finance in general, you can check us out on the web at www.retirewell.illinois.edu. 